Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 65 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this week is Dave Jackson, and he's going to tell us all about Dudley. But first, in some doggy news, plenty of people take their dogs to work, And one of those people is the weather presenter at the Global Toronto, where Storm, the golden doodle, is allowed to wander around when they're doing the segment, and occasionally he gets to delight the viewers by wandering onto the set and making guest appearances. And over to Wisconsin in the US and the Kenosha Police Department's canine recruit, Iris, is proving very successful in the uh, last couple of months. She is what they're calling an ESD, dog or electronic storage detection. So she finds thumb drives, SD cards and cell phones. And in her first few months, she's already found evidence in half a dozen cases, including child sex offenders. So well done, Iris. On to this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Dave Jackson. How are you? I'm doing great. Looking forward to this. Yes, so am I. And for those listening, where in the world are you? I'm actually in Akron, Ohio. It's about an hour south of uh, Cleveland. Fantastic. Who are we going to talk about today? I believe we're going to be hitting Dudley. Dudley was uh, one of the last dogs I had. He was a little, probably about nine pound Shih Tzu that uh, that I had. That was uh, just my buddy. Just every he was always. It, it's funny. He's been gone probably five years, if not longer. And there were times when I would still go to roll my chair back, and I look over my my shoulder to make sure the dog's not there. It's weird those those old habits that you have that die hard oh, because he was always always at my feet. They're, they're gone, but they're always with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you to start with to go back in time and talk to us about the, the hows and whys that you and Dudley met. Yeah, I was uh, was married and we had gone from living in a an apartment to we actually bought a house. So we were feeling like adults. I think I was probably, I don't know, 29, 30, early 30, something like that. And my wife had seen something in the paper and she said, Hey, there's some sheet suits for sale. And I was like, a what? <laughs> I never even heard of that brand. And, and I said, Oh, well, like, what do you mean for sale? And all the dogs I had growing up were just hand-me-downs from an aunt or uncle or whatever, or some stray or whatever. We had all, I'd never heard of paying for a dog. And so we went to, we're out in the country and we went to this house and this lady had probably five or six of these little puppies and they were acting very puppyish, a lot of yipping and barking. And, 
you know, running around. But there was one guy that was super chill, just hanging out under the table. And I went over and pat him and he was like, just super chill. And we kind of talked it over and everybody else was uh, uh, white with brown and he was uh, white with black on his um, actually more black with, with a little white. And it was kind of weird because uh, eventually he went completely the opposite. He turned white on us <laughs> after he kind of got old, but uh, it was funny because he actually stood out, not because he came and run and, and jumped all over us, but the direct opposite, which is kind of what we were looking for. We, when she first told me about the dog, I said, Oh man, little dogs can be so yappy and they're hyper and sick. And so when we walked in and there was this one that was just kind of chill out, like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm, you know? And so uh, we, we brought him home and uh, couldn't figure out what to for, I think about a half hour, he was cubby. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to work. And um, it was kind of interesting because it just uh, at the time, I, I think it was going to be a trial run of having a kid. We hadn't, we would been talking about having kids. And so we're like, hey, let's get a dog. <laughs> and so um, Dudley came along and uh, he was uh, just super great. I, at the time I had uh, just bought in a video camera. So we have lots of video of the dog and it took him probably two or three days to finally bark, you know, when they're really that little. And it, the, we had a, a, a very um, smooth kitchen floor and a hardwood floor in our dining room. And there was just this ever so slight dip going from the kitchen to the living room. So on occasion he would come running around the corner, we would call him and he'd hit the, the hardwood floor and just all his legs would go out and he would just kind of slide on his stomach through the, uh, the dining room, which was just hilarious to watch. Mm. Uh, so how were the initial sort of first few days and few weeks of him coming into the house? It was interesting because we, again, we just, all of our dogs had been big and such. And if you've never seen a Shih Tzu, it's like, it's, it's basically a mop with eyes. And so as he got older, we were, you know, trying to, to housebreak the dog and he was doing okay but not great. It was a little slow to catch on. And then the one day I never will forget this. We took him outside and I forget what month we bought him, but it was getting cold outside. So we're, we're both shivering outside waiting for this dog to do his business. And he's trying and he's trying and he's trying. And he's just like, what's wrong with the dog? And here his, I'm trying to say this politely, his hair was so long in the back of him that it blocked his exit. So the poor dog had a problem and actually somewhat turned himself inside out to where we took him to the vet and he basically just kind of popped him back in place. And we're like, well, that's neat. He's like, well, yeah, you have to, you have to trim their hair. And he goes, you have a Shih Tzu. You're going to get really familiar with scissors. And so that was, uh, that was the first thing. And it was so weird because my whole thing was, oh, it'll be fun to walk the dog. And here's this little itty bitty puppy, you know, his legs are the size of your thumb. And for some reason, one day I decided to take the dog for a walk. And of course, that's when he decided, hey, I'm going to do my business. And I'm here to tell you, I know like you, you want to call in the dog whisperer or whatever. That dog learned that lesson that, oh, I don't go to the bathroom in my own backyard. I have to go for a walk to do it. And I, over the years, we we're like, nope, we're not going to take him for a walk. Eventually, he'll do it in the backyard or whatever. No, he was like, nope, you're taking me for a walk. And it was so, such a weird, <laughs> the dog was kind of weird, but uh, that was one that she's like, well, you're the one that trained him to go for a walk. Here's the, you know, 
he's got to go have fun with him. So that was always another thing when we first started out, they were like, why won't this dog just, we have this huge backyard. And he's like, Nope, you got to take me a block and a half down to the park. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's good exercise for me. So what was the, the usual walk like? Yeah, luckily we lived right next to a park. And so it was like a block and a half. Now in the winter, that's a long block and a half in Shih Tzus with lots of fur in, in snow are not a great mix. So that was um, always kind of fun because you would get home and he just would have all sorts of clumps of snow stuck in his underbelly. And so it just created a, you know, another kind of thing where you're like, oh, all right. So it wasn't just a walk. Now I got to de-snow the dog when he gets in. Um, but it was a, a good time. And he, um, like many little dogs, you know, was, uh, you know, he would take on dogs. Of, he was really kind of dog aggressive. I don't know why, but any other dog, he would always kind of, you know, growl and such, which was interesting because uh, the next year we bought another Shih Tzu and we thought, oh, this isn't going to go over well. But they eventually got used to each other and uh, and were great friends and would play and such. But then we, uh, my sister-in-law uh, became a groomer and she finally said, why don't you guys use the puppy cut? And we're like, what's a puppy cut? And she's like, you know, remember when he was a puppy, he had really short hair. And she's like, yeah, just cut it like that. So from that point forward, we we were like, yeah, the the long hair was a great look, and it was you know, uh, fun, and and especially my wife at the time would put the dog in like a big giant pigtail, and I'm like, it's a it's a guy dog, come on, you're making. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so uh, we switched to the puppy cut, and that uh, that made our life a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. So during the winter, you obviously didn't have too many issues with the with the snow. No, once, once we cut his hair, but yeah, in the snow, it was, well, and then I, at times, if it, in Ohio, we get a fair amount of snow. So I remember there were times when, uh, I would actually have to, uh, I bought a snow blower cause I had a fairly long driveway and I would actually just go crazy. And I would actually, cause it was like a block and a half. I would snow blow a path to, to the, to the park. So there was something <laughs> oh, nice. for the dog to, uh, walk on and, um, the other thing, speaking of snow, uh, I remember once he got outside and we always had him on a leash or if we were in the backyard, we'd let him run around, but somehow he snuck out and boy, there's nothing more fun than trying to find at that point. He had turned all white, trying to find a white Shih Tzu in the snow. It's like, <laughs> and so, you know, finally I saw these little black beady eyes stick out. I was like, Oh, there's the dog. But, uh, that was one thing with the snow. I was like, yeah, don't lose him. Cause he'll he camouflage right into that stuff. I- was actually just going to ask if that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was funny. And the other thing, it was funny because the dog's name was Dudley. And the poor dog, we gave him no less than probably five different nicknames because Dudley was his name. And there was a cartoon here uh, when I was growing up uh, called Dudley Do-Right was this uh, Canadian Mountie guy or whatever. So people started calling him Dudley Do-Right. And then for some reason, somebody started calling him dud do or something like they shortened it it was just every time you turn around the poor dog got a new nickname and um we had some some uh kids that for whatever reason they they loved his eyes and they said he has poongy eyes and i'm like what does that even i've never heard the phrase poonge and they, so they just started calling him the poonge and so the poor dog like he, he gets lost in the snow and you're screaming dudley and he's like i don't know what that means anymore <laughs> i've got seven <laughs> different names and it's like so uh, it was kind of funny at the time, but uh, yeah, he had many, many nicknames, so it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, what sort of uh, what what sort of park 
was it fairly big or a lot of dogs there? Yeah. Or um, it wasn't so much a dog park as it was uh, just a, a a pre-made walking path around trees and lots of grass and on open spaces. So you'd go down. I think there was a tennis court. Uh, and so you'd see a lot of, you know, young kids playing football in the, in the grass and things of that nature, but it was nice that it had this sidewalk all around the whole thing. So you could go down there and go around the park and I don't know, probably 20 minutes. And a lot of times I would just go until he did his business and turn around and come home. Mm-hmm. But um, the way the, the neighborhood was made, it was kind of weird. You typically, you would expect your neighborhood to kind of be square with streets that go North and South and East and West. And this was just the weirdest neighborhood I've, I've ever been in. And somebody said eventually that um, the, there was a big rubber company there called Firestone. And it was literally probably a mile from my house. And somebody said, if you look at an aerial view that somehow it's made a big F and something else in it and it made the logo, I don't know what it was, but it's, it explained why all the streets were weird, but it was kind of nice that all these roads led into the park so that's where everybody kind of would go down and, and hang out. And it was really beautiful. A lot of old trees and it's a lot of shade in the, in the fall, the trees would change their color and, but it was just nice. And the other thing was, as much as there were a lot of people there, you, it wasn't so many people that you had to worry about other people's dogs and such. You'd see them and there was enough room so that if there was another dog, you could easily kind of have more than one person on the path and not have to worry about, you know, some giant German shepherd, you know, stepping on your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Was there any, uh, any water there? Actually, let me think about that. No, actually there wasn't. It was more of a, um, I don't know why, but it was just more, I I remember there was, because there was a, a tennis court on one side and then way on the other side, there was like a basketball court. So it was more of like a, a, almost like a big adult playground uh, with some, some toys and stuff, but it just had walking paths so that you could kind of walk around and, and kind of see what was going on, but it was just centrally located in this little neighborhood. Nice. Nice. And did Dudley and and yourself have any other like favored places to go? Yeah, he, um, my brother had a house and he had a back in uh, a backyard that was all fenced in and he had a dog named Max. And though when those two got together, uh, again, it was weird because Dudley was usually pretty aggressive toward other dogs. But I think if we told him, hey, you know, play nice, he would. And so these two, when they saw each other, would just, you know, start playing with each other and running around. And it was funny because uh, especially when he had the puppy cut, he could fly. He was a pretty fast dog. So he'd go running in circles and the other dog, Max, would be barking and, and yipping at his heels. And then for whatever reason, all of a sudden, Max would turn around and run the other way. And like Dudley's like, oh, it's my turn to chase him now. So there was a lot of just these really fast circles in the backyard. And, uh, you know, it was just great to uh, to see him run around. I would At the park, I would kind of, it would have been nice. I did this once because they had a basketball court and it was fenced in. So I would take a tennis ball in there and uh, play ball in the in the uh basketball court if there wasn't anybody in there playing basketball just because it gave him a chance to run around get him off the leash and uh let him have some fun we do that in the in the backyard as well in my own backyard but um it wasn't completely fenced in so it was kind of nice that when you had a completely fenced in backyard you could just open up the back door and let him and max go out and just play for hours so it was uh that was probably another favorite place and let me think about it it was just uh it was kind of weird because 
you know, when you have such a little dog uh, and you go on these big, long, you know, hikes, you know, two miles, they're, they're portal things are just going, <laughs> going town. So we didn't really do a lot of hiking and stuff, but uh, you know, that was the, the backyard was pretty fun, especially when we got another dog. And then my brother's house, which had an even bigger backyard was a great time for him just to uh, go out and, and um, they have a really nice back porch. So there was a lot of grass to run in, but then they would uh, come in and sit on the back porch and they have, my brother has uh ceiling fans, uh, even though it's outside to kind of create a breeze. So they would just sit out there and, uh, and chill out. Oh, very nice. So you mentioned uh, a ball. What sort of other, did Dudley have many other toys and what, what was his favorite sort of thing? Yeah, he had, uh, when he, when we first got him, um, he had a little monkey and like all puppies, um, he got very intimate with the monkey, which was, we we're like, Oh, please you bring your friends over to introduce him <laughs> to your new dog. And you're like, pay no attention to what he's doing to that monkey. Um, uh, he liked to play, um, tug of war. So he had one of those typical knots where you give him one knot and one in the middle. And, uh, the, the great thing about it was he, he loved to play and, um, was always, you know, he would eventually, it would, it wasn't this case. Some dogs were like, you just like, are they ever going to get tired out? And it was always, for some reason, he just had the great temperament. You'd be going and going, and you're like, is this dog ever going to get tired? And then all eventually he would just drop it and be like, okay, I'm done. And, um, he was, he really, really trusted me to the point where I could pick him up and kind of put him on his back, like hold him almost like a baby and scratch his tummy and this and that. And I would just flip him around and he never really flinched or got nervous or whatever. And I remember um, when his hair was long and occasionally we get, we would have one of those uh, combs where you could try to comb through the knot. I don't care what the comb is. That's nobody likes having their hair pulled. And uh, it was always kind of interesting because I remember if I started to pull his hair and it really hurt, he would turn around and he would show his teeth and he wouldn't, wouldn't growl. And all he would do is like, he would just put his, t- his teeth on like the back of my hand, like, Hey, I'm not biting you, but just for the record, like, I don't like that. Would you stop <laughs> it? And I would, I always just thought it was cool. He's like, okay, I don't want to hurt you. I'm just, just let you know. And so then you're like, all right, we need scissors for this one. Or so he was a very great temperament dog. And, um, it was funny when we got the, our second dog, he was again, a puppy. So at this point, Dudley's a couple of years old and it was the the case of, you know, at, at a whopping two years old, he was now the old man. And this little guy comes in who was the direct opposite. He was the little yippy dog and jumping around and real, you could just tell he was like, okay, can somebody get this thing off me? He's, he's bugging me. <laughs> so it was always kind of fun to watch those two as well. So, um, just want to touch again on the the grooming. Did you do his nails and things like that as well? Yeah, that was one of the nice perks of uh, having a sister-in-law who was a groomer because she would come over just to hang out and she would uh, do the grooming and we would set up a table in our kitchen. And so we would do the whole, the, you know, the nails, the hair. Um, I forget what the weird sacks that are called that you have to clear out. Anyway, oh, it's been a while. Anal glands. Yes. The anal glands, uh, clear those out. Uh, that was always something that I was glad that I didn't have to do. Uh, you know, so she would kind of take care of him head to toe. And again, super even temperament, uh, didn't mind getting groomed at all. Uh, you know, and I think I, luckily my, uh, my sister-in-law never cut his nail too short to where it would hurt or anything like that. So, uh, he was, he was pretty, you know, uh, even tempered with that. And, 
I, I know I would like, if I was the Shih Tzu, I would want a puppy cut because that hair is not a lot of fun in the summer. So uh, he, he seemed to enjoy that a, a bit more. But uh, I just remember the the first time we uh, we decided to give him a bath and you see this giant puff ball and you put him in the bathtub and you you know, start dumping and he just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, this, where did this rat come from? We have a drowned rat in our bathtub. What happened to my dog? And that's when you don't realize just how much hair those dogs have. It's amazing. But uh, again, he, you know, he would kind of just look at us like, really, are you guys almost done? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and, uh, and drying him was always a treat because, you know, you're, you don't want to burn him with your hair dryer and you're trying to rub him off in that whole nine yards. So, uh, so that was one of the nice perks of, of having a sister-in-law decide to be a, a dog groomer. She would just come over and take care of him. And uh, he always looked great and uh, didn't seem to bother him too much. Oh, very nice. Um, did he go much in the, in the water outside of bathing? Think about that. Um, my brother had a pool and he wasn't much of a fan. Now, Max, his, his buddy that he was running around with, Max was the kind of dog that you couldn't let near the pool because he loved it so much. He would, I remember one time he jumped off the diving board and we're like, dude, you're going to like, you know, if you, if you think about it's, I don't know, two feet off the water and your dog is only a foot tall, like spatially, that'd be like me jumping off 10, 10 feet. <laughs> and uh, he just loved the water. And so the one day, uh, I picked him up and and I was in the, you know, of course, everything when you're only a foot and a half tall, everything's over your head. So I was there and I had him and he, you could just tell he was like, this is not my cup of tea. And so I let go. And of course he starts swimming. But uh, I think because the hair, you know, it's, that's a lot of weight probably when it's wet. And he was just like, okay, get me out of here. You know? So I picked him up and you could just tell he's like, this is not my cup of tea. <laughs> so, but, uh, and I tried once, I remember, uh, when he had long hair, we actually bought him a raincoat. That was this thing you'd, you'd supposed to put him on and, you know, just to try, we knew that he was still going to get wet. Uh, we didn't even bother. They came with little boots to put on the dog. We're like, that's not going to work. <laughs> and uh, he was not a fan of that. So that's when I got into um, these huge golf umbrellas that were like enough for three people to fit under. So I would take that and many times just put it over the dog and I would get wet just to keep him dry. Cause yeah, you know, same thing with snow. Uh, the, the water was always kind of a mess and, and, you know, you're walking the dog hoping he will hurry up so you can hurry up and get to work. And then, you know, you finally get him to, to do his business. You get home and now I got to take time to dry him off. Otherwise he's going to be this giant mess. So that's when I was like, all right, we need a bigger umbrella. And, um, uh, that seemed to work. And luckily that the, again, I mentioned the trees before around the park, there were a lot of trees. So as much as it was raining, a lot of times you had this built on umbrella with all these big old trees. So it really wasn't quite that wet, but nonetheless, I, I invested in a really big, really good umbrella. Uh, so at home, where was Dudley's spot? Where did he like to, to hang Wherever I was, it yep. really was kind of funny. Um, I grew up where dogs were allowed on the furniture. I mean, it was so, if I was watching TV, he was, he was basically right here next to me. Uh, I remember many a Sunday, uh, we have horrible teams in Ohio, but yet I still watch uh, American football and he'd be sitting there right next to me. Uh, especially in the winter, if it got cold, I had a, a really nice, uh, comfy comforter that I put over my legs. So that meant he would sit there. Uh, so that was, 
it was always kind of it. And I, I, I know it sounds weird, but literally he followed me everywhere I, I go. And uh, he loved, for whatever reason, hard-boiled eggs. And so if I had made some and I'd be out in the kitchen and you kind of, you know, bounce them on the counter to, to break up the shell before you peel them. And boy, if he heard that sound, he would come running. So that was another one where you always kind of had to look behind you to make sure you don't step on the dog. Um, and at night, uh, bef- let me think about this. Where do you, I think just in, in our next, like, again, because um, my wife was like, he's not in the bed with us. I'm like, okay, but he would sleep right next to me. Uh, on the bed. So I always had to be kind of careful. If I got up in the middle of the night, I'm like, okay, where, where's the dog? It's dark. And I know he's over here somewhere. Uh, and then eventually we bought like a little, it was funny. It was, it was a little couch. It was probably, I don't know, maybe a foot and a half wide. And it was just, it was like a dog couch and he just loved that thing to death. So, uh, and it, again, because it was just his pattern, I know some people, you can't get a dog to to actually sit in something that you bought them to sit in. And so for me, it was easy. I just put it right next to me. I'd put him in it and he was like, Oh, this is comfy. And I'm next to you. So I'm happy. So, uh, it was, uh, it was kind of funny cause it just looked like this little baby couch. Like somebody just taking a, a real couch and just really, really shrunk it down. Shrunk he, it down. Uh, yeah, put, that put was where he was sleeping. On it and, and yeah, exactly. It's, it's for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, exactly. Yeah, that's where you, you, you preempted because I was going to ask where where was he sleeping and did it was that sort of like fairly static throughout his life in the Yeah, the the unfortunately um my wife and I ended up getting a divorce, which was interesting because when we finally decided to get a divorce, the first words out of my mouth were I get Dudley. Uh, and she got the other dog. And my second wife was not a fan of, of the dog because I loved him so much. She got very, very jealous of that. And so she wouldn't let him sleep in the room. And that was really tough on both of us. Uh, and so he would kind of just sleep in the hallway right outside the door. He's like, all right, if I can't sleep next to him, I'm going to be right here. So uh, at that point, I bought him like a little stuffed bed uh, and he and he liked that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was kind of a weird thing because I was so used because when I got divorced for a while, I was single. And that's when he did sleep in the bed with me. Uh, he loved that to death. It was great. <laughs> and then when I got married again, uh, wife number two is not a not she just it was weird. That was the other fun thing. We had a zoo. Uh, she had a hundred and ten pound German shepherd that you could basically ride to work. Uh, and then some sort of weird greyhound mixed dog that her daughter had. I had Dudley and I think we had two cats. So it was like a, a zoo. And it was interesting because it took me a while. When you're used to having a, a nine pound Shih Tzu and all of a sudden you walk in and there's a 110 pound German Shepherd, it took me a while to really get used to it. And they, again, kind of, you know, weren't weren't super friendly with each other, but um, he was really well trained, which was great because he was huge so that she could control him to say, no, no, play nice. And I could do the same with Dudley. Uh, and that would work. And it was funny. It took me a long time to, uh, to get used to that, that big of a dog. But once you do, he was as big a puppy as, as Dudley was. Mm-hmm. He loved to come and get his belly scratched in the whole nine yards. And uh, he was a great dog. So that was a fun period of time. Cause every time you turn around, you're stepping over a cat or a dog or, or something of that nature. Where, when you, did do that move. Where do you think yeah. Dudley thought he fitted into that, like a, a pack structure or anything like that? That's a good point. Um, again, he just always did his best to um, be near me. And so what I did at the time, I actually, uh, I had my, 
I, I had my day job, but I've always had a, a website called the School of Podcasting. And so what I wanted to do to help separate work and, and hobby and, and home life, I actually uh, got a uh, office so that when I wanted to do podcasting stuff, I could go to my office. And when I was home, I was absolutely home and there to be with my family and my stepkids and things like that. So Dudley loved it when we would go to, because I again, I would take him with me to my office. He'd sit right behind me, sit on my feet, et cetera, et cetera. So that was kind of like, oh, this is like the good old days, me and you, buddy. Um, and, um, you know, the kids loved him. I had stepkids at the time and they loved him. They thought it was great. So I think he actually loved the attention. There were more people there that... Uh, were paying attention to him. They were fighting over who got to walk him, you know, that kind of thing. So it was uh, a different, you know, kind of um, uh, environment, but it was still a, a good environment. It was just the hardest part, I think, was was the fact that he wasn't sleeping next to me, but he didn't seem to, because at this point he's getting older too. And so he was sleeping a, a, a lot more. And I don't think it really bothered him as much as it, it probably bothered me more than, than him. So how, how old was he for that that second move? Oh, probably at that point, probably, let me think about that. He was probably nine-ish. Mm-hmm. So he lived to be 14. And so the the last like five years I was married and, uh, yeah, that was the same thing. And he still, again, you know, we, we had to take him for a walk. He, he, <laughs> he wasn't going to do anything. We had, again, had a really nice backyard. Nope. You got to take me for a walk. And then it's weird because then you had to figure out where, whatever decided to like, he had spots that were like his favorite spots. So you kind of had to learn. It's like, okay, well, you know, if he doesn't go here, take him down to the telephone pole next to the mailbox for whatever reason that seems to, you know, push his buttons or whatever. So it was always kind of interesting figuring out what the deal was. Cause again, we were like, Hey, you know what new location, we're just not going to take him anywhere, but the backyard and he'll have to figure it out. And I, to this day, I still kind of scratch my head on that because we're like, look, we're the people. He's the dog. He's going to have to do this. And it was just like, after a while, then all of a sudden you'd have an accident in the house. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to, you'd, you'd take him for a walk and things would be fine. And I was like, all right, I guess we're just going to have to take him for a walk. <laughs> Ever thought what he would think with the other dogs in the house? It was like, no, hang on. We all do this in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And that's one thing. It was great because the other dogs were perfect. I mean, in fact, they were so well-trained. They knew um, they didn't really go for walks much. Uh, They did on occasion, but they knew that if they were going outside, it was, it was time to do what they needed to do. And they were great. A minute and a half, they'd be done. And you're like, okay. And they're like, especially if it's cold outside, they're like, Hey, I want to go back inside. So. (laughs) Did you do much traveling with Dudley? I, I didn't do much traveling. I did a little bit. Uh, but the, the thing was I did do traveling and when I, I would travel to, to talk and do speeches and things of that nature. And so that's where at times I would actually take him to, rather than leaving him with my second wife, I would take him down to my brother and my brother would basically be my kennel because he could go down and run around in his big backyard and they loved the dog anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, that was something I would do. It's like, Hey, I got to go speak. You know, I'm going to drop Dudley off Friday. I'll be back on Wednesday. And they're like, Oh, this is great. You know, cause they, they knew how much the, their dog loved the the company. So, uh, and he was super easy to take care of cause you didn't have to walk him. You could just let him out in the backyard and he would, he would use their backyard, but he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't use mine. So something with me, I don't know. But, uh, 
So no, I never really had to fly with him or anything like that. I remember, I forget where we went once and it was a bit of a, a car ride, but you know, he, he just would kind of take a nap or whatever. He didn't really mind driving or anything like that. Uh, a lot of times would, um, cause he's so little would uh, kind of find a way to climb up on the dashboard so he could, could kind of see out or stand on the, uh, the armrest to look out the side window. But uh, wasn't a big fan of sticking his head out the window because he was too small. I mean, to, to, you know, you can do that when you're a German shepherd and you're, <laughs> you're already looking out the window. But um, on occasion, if I was in the car and I was a passenger, then I could kind of half hold him out the window. And he, he seemed to think that was kind of cool, but uh, I think all, I don't know what it does, but all dogs seem to kind of like that. I, I don't know if it's just the wind in their hair or what, but uh, it was, uh, but I didn't, didn't really have to do much traveling with him. Do you think he had like favorite places to go? I know he didn't like the vet. That was the thing that was always kind of interesting. And I, the only thing I can think of is that first trip to the vet and the, the vet kind of had to, uh, put things back in place manually, shall we say, uh, that anytime, you know, he had to go to a checkup or anything like that, he would, f- and it was weird when he figured out what was going on. Cause it was a different part of town. And that's when you're like, does the dog really know where he's at? And boy, when you turn the corner and you'd be, you know, to the point where you could see the the building, he remembered it. And he would literally sit there and kind of physically start shaking and you'd pick him up like, it's okay, buddy. You know, don't worry. Uh, but um I think probably my brother's house was probably his favorite place. Cause boy, the minute we got there and opened up the door, he was running. And uh, especially if my brother had a, to get to my brother's backyard, you have to kind of go through his garage and he would be just bolting through the garage, scratching the door. Like, let me in my buddy's on the other side of the door. So that was a place he really loved to, uh, to play. What would you say would his favorite activities be? Hmm. Boy, that's a good question. Um, besides sleep, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's hard to say really just, he just, again, half the reason we picked him out is because he was kind of chill. Yep. And so I would come home and it was always great. Uh, I think that's the, the one thing I really miss about having a dog is the fact that when you get home, they're so genuinely happy that you are home. So that was always great. I would get home and he would just come running and jump up and just had this big old smile on his face. So that was always great. Uh, and, but I, it was funny because the rest of the time he would just kind of just sit and sleep or whatever. There wasn't really much activity and it was kind of the, especially as he got older, um, when eventually I had to, uh, you know, as, as dogs do, eventually I had to have him put down. He got kind of sick. And I said, it's kind of weird because we're all, you know, you you do the weird defense mechanism where you start making kind of awkward jokes. And I said, wouldn't it be interesting if we had him stuffed? I said, because really all this dog does is sleep at this point. I said, it, it wouldn't really look a whole lot different. <laughs> and so, um, you know, when when I was married and we had the two dogs, they liked to play and, and you'd hear, you'd just be sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden they would come running through and up and down the stairs. I remember that. And then if I went to my brother's house, he'd play with the other dog. But if there wasn't another dog to play with, a lot of times he would, um, you know, it, there, I forget there was a certain type of bone he would chew on every now and then, or um, there were toys that he, you know, he would bring you a toy and whatever, some sort of st- stuff thing to, to throw. And he would, you know, play fetch in that whole nine yards. So uh, uh, typical kind of dog stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there any interesting, weird or unique habits that you think it was 
just like, oh, that's a Dudley thing? That's a Dudley thing. I think it was probably, I think the, the, the one that got me was the hard-boiled eggs because when I say this dog loved hard, like he was, he, I don't know how many he would have eaten, but I just remember once I was like, well, in fact, I don't think there was any food that Dudley didn't like because there were times where like, well, would he eat a grape? And I'm like, a grape? Why would a dog eat a, sure, would he eat a banana? Sure. So he he seemed to have a very wide palate of everything. But man, when I, when I would make hard-boiled eggs, because I would boil a bunch and then put them aside to, to put in salads later. And he would just, again, for being kind of a chill dog, I would have this little tapping noise on the, on the desk as I'm getting ready to peel them. And he would just come running and he'd be jumping up and down and like, please give me one, give me one. And I just remember the first time I was like, would a dog even eat it? And I just kind of cut one in half and gave it to him. Boy, he just went to town on that thing. And I was like, okay, the dog likes hard boiled eggs. I'm like, I've seen some weird things before, but uh, that was one that I was like, I've, I've never heard of that. And you know, your dog's breath isn't great many times uh, out of the gate. Now you're feeding him eggs. You're like, that's not really going to help the situation much. So we would, I forget what we would give him to kind of help him clear up his breath. But that was, that was one that was definitely a Dudley thing. We're like, cause I remember once um, we were at my brother's house and my, my sister-in-law for whatever reason was making something with hard boiled eggs. And boy, the minute she started tapping this, she's like, what's up with your dog? And I'm like, you're making hard boiled eggs. I go, that's like his thing. I don't know what's going on, but that's his. And I'm like, you got to give him at least one. And she's like, why well, need him for this thing? And I was like, just give him a half. So that was like his, his just his weird kind of thing. Yep. That and, and the fact that he wouldn't go to the bathroom in my backyard. <laughs> you may have just answered the question, but I, I'll ask it anyway because I ask everyone to complete yeah. the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate. Yeah, a hard-boiled a hard egg. I'm egg trying step. to think. Um, pineapple, I remember once. We were like, does the dog eat the fruit? Usually it's not, you know. Um, and I just don't know that there was anything – you know, there were things that he, because sometimes you'd have a dog, you feed it to him, they spit it out and he would eat it. You know, he might like eat one and walk away, but I never saw him like, you know, chew it and then spit it out. So he seemed to like eat, like he'd give anything a shot, you know? So you're like, wait a minute, what if, what do you feed him this? And it's like, yeah, he ate it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a food he didn't like. So, but the, the one that, that made me scratch my head was hard boiled eggs seemed to be his favorite. Okay. Um, so health wise, how was he throughout his, the most, most yeah. of his life? Yeah. Most of his life, he was in great shape. I would take him to the vet, you know, every now and then just to kind of get a checkup and see how things are going. And he was in great shape. And it's kind of like, it's one of those things when you have a dog that's in great shape and then all of a sudden you're not, you kind of go, Oh, because you, it's one of those things, there's a comedian, I forget his name. And he said, you know, everybody is happy when daddy walks home with a puppy. And he goes, really? It's like, Hey, look, we're all going to be sad in about 10 years. And I was like, <laughs> I was like that's kind of true. And so he was uh, 14. I remember I asked the vet, I go, what's like the average age of a Shih Tzu? And I think he said like 12 or 13. And I was like, oh, and all of a sudden he just stopped eating. And I was like, what's up with that? You know? So I take him in and they felt around. He's like, oh, he's got something going on back here. And they did some x-rays and they were just like, yeah, he's, he's got all sorts of things on the inside going on. And, 
if it was going to be, you know, they're like, we could try to do surgery. And then like, I don't know what <laughs> I did. This was before people had pet insurance. So this was a while ago. Now, now I might've thought about it, but at the time it was just, the price was just ridiculously expensive. And I was like, Hey, he's 14. So you just hate it. And uh, for a while he had, uh, we actually put a diaper on him because he started to be, you know, lose control. And that's just one where my, my ex-wife was like, look, I know you love that dog. She's like, you know, I'm not a huge fan. She goes, but I don't hate the dog. She's like, but you know, it's, it's probably time. And so we, we tried a couple different things and it just, nothing was working. And so um, it was just a, a case where we talked to um, the vet and she said, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's 14. He's, he's run his course. And so it was kind of interesting because he went from, you know, you, you talk about cars going from zero to 60. He kind of went from 60 to, to zero in about two weeks. And it was like, all of a sudden it's like where everything was, you know, he, like I said, he would sleep more. Um, you know, I'd seen other dogs, the big German shepherd, when he got old, he just had problems moving around and things like that. And Dudley, he wasn't running around like he was, but he was definitely mobile. So it was just kind of weird that all of a sudden, like, hmm, why, why? Cause he, he was really regular. You know, you'd put food in his bowl and you'd go back later and be empty. So all of a sudden you put food in his bowl and you go back and you're like, he barely touched this. What's going on? And then when you're taking him on walks and he was having problems doing his business and I was like, ah, and I've had a few dogs growing up and that was always like sign number one of every dog I've ever had is when they stop eating, there's something going on. And that's usually some sort of cancer or something that's a, affecting different things. And I was like, ah, here we go. Dog on it, you know, and it's just one of those where you have to kind of, instead of, uh, you know, it's sad when you lose a, a dog, but I really try to remember just all, I, I try to, to uh, think of it more as I was lucky enough to have him for 14 more than, you know, oh, he's been gone for X amount of years and things like that. So I still, and uh, the great thing was, was when we first got the dog is when digital cameras first came about. So I have tons of photos <laughs> of this dog because we're just dying to take pictures of anything like, oh, the dog moved, click, you know. So I have tons of uh of photos and lots of videos and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah. So it was just a case where, you know, it was planned, you know, it was like an appointment, you know, you take him in and, uh, and it was the first time I'd ever had to have a dog put down. My brother, my older brother had always, when I was growing up, had always taken care of the other dogs. And so that was uh, a very interesting and surreal um, and luckily peaceful um, kind of situation because, you know, that one minute you're holding their paw and they're there and the next minute they're not. And it's like, wow, that was just, it's just weird to watch them fade away. So, uh, but uh, it was, you know, as always, it was very emotional. I, I still, there are times when I just, you know, you get, you get sad thinking about it, but you also think about, again, about the happy times, things like that. But yeah, so he was 14 um, and I actually in, ended up in uh, the only thing that that remotely took his place was we had one of the, I said, we had two cats. And so one cat went to grandma. So we still had one cat. And so I just needed something little to pet. So I came home and started petting the cat. And we always thought this cat was mean. He kind of kept to himself. Well, the reason he was mean and kept to himself is nobody petted him. <laughs> so so um, that kind of became my somewhat uh, of a replacement, but uh no, Dudley was really, and it's it's weird because I've had, my brothers had dogs that have, you know, torn up furniture and all the destructive things. That, and this dog was just super chill and just was happy I was home and come sit next to me and 
go for walks. It's kind of what, you know, all the good stuff and none of the negative stuff, never bit anybody, anything like that. So it was really a great dog. Is there a particular happy moment that comes to mind? I think to me, just the, the sound of his nails, um, Cause if he was in like the kitchen and I would come in the front door. So he had to kind of come through the kitchen, go through the dining room. Uh, the living room was um, carpeted and then the, there was the front door. So I would just open up the front door and he knew it was time for me to be home. And I would just hear these, these nails <laughs> kind of trying to, to get traction on the kitchen and then sliding through the, the dining room on the hardwood floor. And he finally get traction. And that was always a fun part is he'd finally get traction in the um, on the carpet on the living room and just come over. And like I say, he was just ecstatic that I was home and then I would pick him up and, and give him, you know, a, a good pet and all. And it was always, again, when I was married the second time, uh, my, <laughs> you know, it's like, Hey, ex, you know, she had to be faster. I'm like, I'm sorry. The dog is really happy. I'm home. You need to beat the dog. If you, if you, if you want to be the first person to get hugged, you got to beat the dog and it's hard to do because he's really happy. I'm home. So that's probably the the thing I think of when I, when I think of Dudley, I think of that big smile and him running through the the living room to uh, to be the first to greet me. Uh, it's a, a beautiful thought to have. Uh, yeah. Very, very nice memory. Well, Dudley sounded like a, a really super cool dog to have. Yeah, he was. I, I've been very lucky. Like I said, I, I've known people that have had just, you know, dogs that, you know, tear up things or whatever. And, uh, I've been lucky. I've had three different dogs growing up and all of them, I, the, the one dog we got from an aunt, another dog we got from another aunt and they were all, you know, super great dogs. And, uh, so I've been very lucky in, in that department because my brother has not, he's, he's had all sorts of the dog that he had that Dudley played with was great, but he had one that I remember was literally trying to dig a hole to China in his basement when there was a concrete floor. And it was like, Holy cow. And I was like, I got very lucky. So, um, and it's interesting because there are times when I think, you know, I really miss having a dog. I really miss having a dog. And then in the winter will come. And I, <laughs> I remember the day standing outside going, please hurry up. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't need a dog, but yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot. So especially now that uh, we're not traveling much these days, because that was always the the thing. If I went someplace to, to speak or whatever, I would either, luckily I had my brother kind of as a built-in kennel and uh, you kind of don't, I mean, it's my brother would do that for me, but you kind of don't want to assume that they're going to do that for you. Mm -hmm. And then it's weird because like if I get another dog, I almost have to like get his permission. Like, what kind of dog do you want me to get? Because I would get another Shih Tzu. I thought it was I never had that small a dog. And it was it was cool uh, for me, at least, because I don't mind having my dogs on the furniture. So it was cool just to have them, you know, kind of curl up next to me. So that was a, that was a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. No other feeling like that. In the world, yeah. um, you mentioned your business a couple of times. Do you want to give out some links and a little bit of information on that? Sure, I've been uh, helping people understand and, and start podcasts since uh, 2005. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com, and um, that's what I've been doing. That's my background's in teaching, so I've been helping people. I always say I, I used to teach people how to surf the internet because they didn't know what it was. So that's how long I've been doing this. Uh, I've I, at one point led classes on how to send email because again, people didn't know what it was. So I've been doing it a long time. And when podcasting came along, I was like, oh, this looks like fun. You can be creative. You can reach people on a global scale. 
And uh, there are no rules. You can kind of do whatever you want. So that scratches about every itch I have. So yeah, you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. Dave, it has been an absolute pleasure hearing you talk about Dudley. Awesome dog. Thank you very, very much for your time. Oh, Robert, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to the new listeners in Stechin in Poland and Washington in the US. Be like them and tell a friend and let's spread the word how awesome dogs are. Don't forget if you want to jump on the Facebook group to make any comments or suggestions. Until next time, stay safe and remember... Your dog is family. 